0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shades thrown on Hyatt Nine News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt Nine News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice. And for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt Nine News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics. Oh yeah, good morning everybody, happy, happy, happy Tuesday, that's right, today is Tuesday, October 31st, and today is National Reformation Day, National Doorbell Day, of course, because all the kids are going to be ringing that doorbell all night, Girl Scout Founders Day, National Magic Day, National Knock Knock Joke Day, I guess, because is that where you get trick-or-treats from, from knock-knock jokes? And it's also National Caramel Apple Day. And of course, that's right, it is none other than Halloween itself. And thank you for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we are live every Monday through Friday on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter facebook and rumble and so welcome to everyone joining us from any of those other audiences as well but kicking it off today that's right we have the halloween special with the dope dad himself that's right it is rico Lemite are we oh he's a ninja turtle today apparently he is i don't know whichever one wears the blue Le- mask leonardo leonardo okay that's the best all right leonardo really he leads. i know i know many that would say that he's not the best but nonetheless but Leonardo Lee's Donatello does machines you know what I'm saying um, I'm not I'm not understanding anything that you're saying but whatever, whatever 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 works for you today on this Halloween we have the dope dad himself who is dressing up as a ninja turtle it is none other than Rico meet
1: uh, good morning everybody. And to all you ghouls and ghastly gashes out there.
0: What about all the gaslighters? All
1: the gaslighters. All right, there we (laughs) go. Happy Halloween. (laughs) And um, you know who's not having a happy Halloween? Kiva Confections. Because the Kiva Confections PR team will not be at the company Halloween party tonight. They'll most likely be doing a little damage control out in Northern California's East Bay because uh, at least one child ingested Kiva's Lost Farm cannabis-infused fu- fruit chews after four were found in parents uh, by parents in the candy stash that Alameda Ele- Elementary students collected at a PTA trick-or-treating event this weekend. The chews <laughs> were wrapped in blue paper and allegedly looked similar to Starburst candies. At least three families reported finding the Kiva chews among the chocolates and other items, from the PTA sponsored event at Amelia Earhart Elementary on Sunday. District school officials um, notified police early Monday morning and advised Earhart families to throw out all candy collected at the event. As of midday Monday, there had been no additional reported incidents of anyone ingesting the THC-laden chews, but a district spokesperson said that they're doing everything that they can to keep the kids safe while uh, we investigate what happened. A statement put out by Superintendent Pasquale Scuderi of uh, Alameda Unified School District said this. A student had found in a bag of candy they brought home an edible with about 10 milligrams of THC in it. We do not know. Uh, we do know the student appears to have ingested the candy unintentionally. They intentionally ingested it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they meant to eat it. Um, but the family got help and the student is stabilized and doing well. At least that's the good news. But you know what, y'all? Halloween's always been my favorite holiday because it never pretended to be something that it wasn't. I know with all the costumes and disguises and whatnot, it sounds oxymoronic, but hear me out. Christmas. Jesus was born in the spring. The Feast of Saturnalia had nothing to do with little baby Jesus. Thanksgiving. Americans each year get together with their favorite friends and relatives. Eat until they can't walk to celebrate the genocide of 100 million Native Americans. But Halloween, you know what you're in for. Assholes in offensive costumes and drunk lingerie-clad women and smeared makeup making bad decisions. You know, every year on Halloween, uh, we have the same sort of coded reefer madness PSAs put out by local police departments nationwide about looking out for sketchy marijuana edibles mixed in with kids' candy. Unfortunately, this shit really happened this year because some super villain of a parent thought it'd be a good idea to do some shit like this and ruin the fun for everybody. Um, you know, my solution for this is tried and true. And I actually went through it this weekend when I was trick-or-treating with my daughter. You guys gotta make sure you check the candy. Check those bags before they start eating the candy. It's just common sense as a parent. Make sure that there's nothing in there that is uh, Reese's, Snickers, and weed. <laughs> Make sure you take all of that stuff and leave them nothing but candy corn, because candy corn is trash. You know, I, I don't know if there's uh, a, a, you know, I don't know if this uh, if if this whole event that happened this weekend is going to, um, you know, at a, at a PTA. Uh, meeting or PTA sponsored event is going to change the game, and in, in, in California and, and edibles and stuff like this. But um I can see stuff like that happening, and um, it really, really, really is uh, shitty. So make sure you guys are checking the Halloween candy if you have kids out there. Um, this is still on the parents, um, and people make mistakes uh, too. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen next after this, um, but maybe you do. I'm just a dope dad. On the streets here, Regal to Meet for High Nine News. And I want to hear from you guys. What do you think about this, man? Is this going to change the game? It's a PTA event. It wasn't no sketchy
0: Halloween party. It wasn't, man. No, this is the kind uh, of PTA meeting. This is the kind of PTA meeting I would want to attend.
2: Exactly. Yeah, this sounds like a great <laughs> right. time. And my kids are grown.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> But but in all seriousness, it's crazy, it's, it's, not, it's not a joking matter to, for people to be giving kids cannabis. Um, not sure how they actually got a hold of this cannabis, but at the same time, uh, uh, you know, parents should be instilling good values into their children as far as not consuming off brands. And so, like, if they shouldn't have There's thought Eva. they should, they shouldn't have thought that it was a Starburst if it wasn't in a Starburst wrapper. That's my point. Well, real okay? you know, real
1: talk. It looks, like it, it looks like a Starburst. It yeah, that's the like most. Starburst. Yeah, yeah, that's it the most
0: weird. BS. <laughs> cop out that i've ever heard this total bs it looks like a star it looks like a starburst Yeah, it's a square
3: so parents don't check their kids candy anymore like it was a we couldn't touch the candy until the candy came home and you went through it back in my day we weren't worried about weed lace candies we were worried about razor blades and like yeah all kinds of exactly
0: Razor blades, that. yeah, like, that was a I'm big one.
3: Like, we right. came home with our buckets, we poured it all out, mom and dad went through it, and then we, were, you know, got stiffened out how much candy we could eat per day kind of thing.
0: I right? used to like, always look for like needle holes in the packaging, too. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Did you ever sure. find a needle yeah. hole? I never it's have It's like finding
2: never. a needle hole in a in, in A haystack. <laughs> needle
4: hole
0: in a haystack?
3: <laughs> <laughs> in a
2: That's funny.
4: You know,
3: uh.
2: Well, the thing to do is for parents to go out and buy a whole shit ton of candy and then.
0: And all we got was and then, Todd. Uh,
4: you got... He froze. No. He froze. Answer, well, Todd. Todd,
0: Todd, uh, Todd went on Mitch McConnell Hunter, on us. Hunter, Hunter, you got... Hunter Biden got his Internet. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: oh, man. Todd, Todd
0: McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> Todd McConnell, are you back with us, Todd? Oh, there we go! Yeah, there he is on McConnell. Yeah, St. <laughs> <Saint> Petersburg, Todd. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, you know what? No, this is, this yeah, no, anything's this is... better than that new Speaker of the House. What's his name? Oh, he's the man. He's the man, he Mike is. Johnson. Shout out to Mike Johnson. Oh Mike who? Yeah, he's got a great Mike last name. Mega Mike. Yeah, Mega Mike. Mega Mike. He's got a fantastic Mike last name. Mike who? Night. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly, Mike, <laughs> Mike who? Mike Johnson.
1: Yeah, I don't, right. I don't know what to do. I don't even know what to do with this information. It's like racking my brain. Like I've been, I've been so programmed to think there's going to be needles, there's going to be fentanyl in the, in the candy, there's going to be all this, yeah. this and that. And, and now we're uh, having
0: to switch it all up and worry about weed candy in our
4: in in our pillowcases. Yeah. This is this is
0: just more. This
4: is just like what's that? Some this is going to be commonplace going forward. I mean, it's too easy to like, you know, either get it confused or to mix it up in a lot of, in a lot of senses, if you're just like, you know, if you don't have it separated, if you don't have like a good system in your own home. And I mean, someone bringing Kiva, um, you know, gummies to a PTA meeting and giving it away to kids, like a school board sponsored thing. That's like a, that's like a really insane situation. I would expect this more of like from an, like a house in a community rather than you know, people that it's their job to actually pay attention to this stuff and to make sure the kids are safe. So here's but the, also go, we said I, this we said this on the show before. It's really the parents' job to protect their kids. It's not society's job to protect your kids. It's like... So well, here's the whole thing. So
0: my, we're we're
1: conditioned. We're conditioned to think it's going to be at these parties. We're conditioned it's going to be at people's private residences, and and it seems like there's more danger at the school at a PTA event than there would be in, in in a shady ass neighborhood because you know the parents at at, at those parties they don't want their kids to be they don't want to be that person this is a super villain of a pta disgruntled pta <laughs> uh, uh official you, this, this, this is this is this what happens when know, antifa takes over you your pta meeting. It sounds like this is what <laughs> do happens you
0: think when, it's yeah this is what happens when antifa takes over your pta meeting rico there's Antifa. Mm-hmm.
1: There's an insurrection. Yeah. Was an insurrection that went down at Alameda, Alameda exactly. High School. Or Alameda. Exactly. But
0: I, I also wonder, Rico, I also wonder if Halloween overall needs some type of a rebrand because, after all, the slogan of Halloween is trick or treat.
1: Yeah. So more of a trick than a treat. Exactly. Time, huh? That's
0: what I'm saying. That someone was tricking off in Alameda County, apparently, Akiva.
4: Maybe. They- like oh weed gummies oh these mm-hmm. kids see worse yeah. every day they yeah you know, they, oh, ah they're just weed gummies they're, they weren't they work. weren't
0: the gummies though on they were the hard shoes the lost farm hard shoes like the Starburst that's that's what that's what the kids got okay okay all right mm-hmm. I could yeah, they're awfully expensive it, it,
2: I don't know who's putting those in the candies in in, in the bowl because uh
0: you know, they were like so they or. were like we're gonna hook these kids up they're gonna appreciate this well no nobody <laughs> it could have
1: been somebody somebody got laid off.
0: Well, nobody nobody uh, has them cheaper than Kiva themselves, Todd. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. So it could have been somebody yeah. who got laid off. Well, there's still a couple <laughs> of bucks each. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. But, uh, oh, man. And that was, that, was, that was, at their parties. That was a fun story. We're going to go to a commercial, and we're going to be right back. The control tower from Highly Educated has perfected the dab. Utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation, you can waste none of it and taste all of it. The microtexture of the SE Pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures. and. With the tower propelling at 2,600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient dab experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Those kivas, us, they, they need
1: something. All right, up next. Up next. On the, uh, on, at the local West Hollywood's uh, PTA assembly, <laughs> we have oh, on yes. stage... We have the man known for smoking on the best weed in the world, the longest continuously operating retailer in the game, the firm supporter of Antifa and insurrectionists alike, (laughs) Jason Beck.
0: I'm all about fighting for freedom, Rico, and you know that, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I have an interesting story for you today, a very, very interesting story today. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Can, you know, it wouldn't be Halloween without a New York story. Because few New York enforcement actions for the illicit market sales have resolved, regulators say. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. The vast majority of crackdown efforts by New York's regulators and law enforcement agencies related to illegal marijuana sales have failed to be resolved, officials confirmed on Monday. One potential reason, New York regulators have halted administrative hearings where judges can levy fines and other penalties against those selling illicit marijuana products. The shift by the state's Office of Cannabis Management, the OCM effectively eliminates one path to punishment after raids of unlicensed smoke shops and retail outlets through such incursions continue to be initiated, according to the city news website. The OCM attributed the change to a lack of resources, and the agency did not indicate when it planned to restart the administrative trials, the city reported. <laughs> Of the 300 or so actions that the regulators and law enforcement have taken across the state since June, only 16 have reached some resolution, OCM Executive Director Chris Alexander said on Monday in Albany during a public hearing about the state's floundering cannabis market. That's roughly 6% of all cases. Under newly adopted laws in New York, the state can impose a $10,000 penalty for each day of illegal cannabis sales and a $20,000 per day fine on those selling cannabis after receiving an OCM order to cease operations. It appears those penalties and other enforcement actions have done little to slow illegal marijuana sales. I told you guys this. That's particularly the case in New York City where officials estimate thousands of unlicensed stores are still operating today. In a quote, this is a big threat to public health, Alexander told the state Senate on Monday. We have to open more legal stores and close more illegal ones. Unregulated products from other states have been flooding the New York market, according to the OCM Director of Investigations Enforcement, Daniel Hogany. In a quote, he says, we're seeing products from out of state, he said during the hearing. It's not New York licensed locations supplying these stores. New York launched legal adult use sales on December of 29th of 2022. And only 26 licensed adult retailers are operating today in the entire state. Well below the market expectations set by Governor Kathy Hochul and regulators who projected opening 20 stores per month after launching adult use sales. Oh man, they have. I guess they all have egg on their face. But the OCM is moving to issue more marijuana business licenses as legal producers face a buildup of unsold. Inventory in the face of limited legal retail outlets, not to mention that stuff is all old. The agency declined to comment to MJ Biz Daily on Monday, and instead a spokesperson told MJ Biz Daily to watch the Senate hearing and reference Alexander's comments on the subject matters. So it sounds like the OCM is doing nothing but deflecting as far as comments on this. And I guess they all have egg on their face. And I guess when you have egg in your face, it's tough to give a comment. But nonetheless, this is Jason Beck for the high at nine news hour. What do you? Y'all think about this?
2: Also, very tough to make an omelet when you have egg on your. Very, very true. Very, very (laughs) true, Todd.
0: Yes. Unless you put your
1: face in the frying pan, (laughs) find out what. Yeah, I think
2: New York is just completely fucked up. You know, they just need to wipe everything out and start all over again.
1: Man, you know Chris Alexander. Shout out to uh, Chris Alexander, the executive director of OCM. He had a he had a great comment right there, um, saying. Um they have to open more legal stores and close more illegal ones. <laughs> that's
0: of <laughs> you think that's oh. <laughs> that's Great an amazing idea. governmental observation right there, Rico. Man, <laughs> tell you what, that's why they that pay is. him the big bucks for this. He's an idea, man. He yeah. can't stop it. Man, these <laughs> Who's gonna fund
4: that? <laughs> he must be he must be a Harvard grad. Uh, man. Yes. We should start making those. I did that stickers with Kat- Kathy Hochul. I did that. Oh, that would be good. That, would, that.
0: Be good. that yeah, would be good. Yeah, you
4: know,
1: it's 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 all funny and games and everything. You know, when we make we make jokes about this and everything, but we we called it out in the beginning we, from the it jump. It was Unrealistic. It was unrealistic from the jump. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, for everything from uh, 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 Mayor Adams. <laughs> just saying yo y'all can smoke weed wherever you want yeah <laughs> and so then kathy open. yeah kathy Hochul claiming that they're gonna open 20 stores a month you know uh we we uh, we, the, we, at the, at the we all knew there, when we they all had knew,
0: no they had no infrastructure we all knew she nothing. was lying through her teeth we when she said that weed. broken promises they even yeah have they... weed then. What well, well, they open them Well, all, no, just, no, no. They they, they, they did they right did right. have weed because all the weed is like over a year and a half old, Nicole. The yeah, so they right. had they had weed. They have plenty of weed. It's just plenty terrible. of weed. It's just boof hay that no one would want to smoke <laughs> and touch in a day.
4: They got enough problems in New York with all with with like trying to send the migrants on a one way ticket to like wherever in the world they want to go.
3: So everybody that um, had the weed initially were given cultivation license licenses initially in the first wave were all hemp growers. Yes, in the state already correct. Yeah, so that's correct. Yeah, obviously it it takes a little curve, learning curve for them to get to transfer over from hemp. I don't, I don't believe Kansas. that it's it's all the
0: same plant, Nicole. I don't, I'm not buying that. Uh, well, I'm not buying well, that learning that curve at all.
3: Well, well we know well, that it's the same plant. But when you're growing it to have less THC versus more THC and and different yeah. compounds, I don't I
0: I, I I don't believe that these growers true. are that sophisticated to grow something for more or less THC. These no, People are true, specializing Jason. in specific strains that produce Jason, either higher not, THC or lower THC. It's not about the
4: growing part; it's about the post-harvest part. It's about the curing and the drying of the product. The um, okay. Yeah. So so you're not you're not like. Harvesting for CBD for like smokeable flower, a lot of it. Most of it's going to extract to be isolated to then be converted into DA and mm-hmm. and D nine from CBD. So that's a, that's the main difference. That weed that they're growing to sell has to be harvested, dried properly, um, cured and trimmed properly to make it to that market to to reach the level of that market where that product's going to be purchased. Um, that's the difference. It's not that it's a different plant. It's that the whole process of drying it and curing it and smoking that flower takes a lot more energy and effort than to just harvest it and dry it and then put it through an ethanol extraction system to be isolated.
0: So it has nothing sort to not do hard. with growing. It only has something to do with harvesting. Pretty much. Okay.
4: Growing okay. it's going to be the same, you know? That's
0: that's all I was trying you're, to you're say. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on that. That's Jason. all I was trying to say. That's all yeah, I was you're, trying you're to right. say. That's all.
4: I just want to clarify, you know, because there is a big difference in the smokable hemp that you're buying on the shelves and the cannabis that you're buying. That's like super, you know, uh, ex- exclusively taken care of for smoking rather than for extract. Um, and that's that's just the biggest that's the learning curve that Nicole is talking about. And that's that does take time and takes energy and takes a lot of like messing up before you get it right.
0: Well, clarity does well, count. I
4: just wanted you to say that it was right.
0: No clarity no. counts. Clarity counts. Ask any diamond broker out there. They'll
4: tell you clarity <laughs> counts. Yeah, they're probably just isolating the CBD and, and then putting it onto the weed and then they're calling it the Snow Bud. <laughs> I mean,
0: there there is Absolutely. a company.
4: These crazy kids are doing these days. There, there is a company that yeah. does that. There is a company oh, yeah. that does that. Oh, there's so. a lot of companies. There's a lot of companies doing that, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Any anyone else? Anything else on this uh, New York debacle? Seeing no. thoughts
1: and prayers out to New York.
0: Thoughts and prayers out thoughts to in, New York. Yeah, oh, thoughts man. and prayers. Yeah, yeah smoke, smoke prayers. better weed, you guys. Smoke better weed. That usually helps. Yes. Thoughts but, and prayers. But coming up, make, make
1: sure, make sure you, make sure you smoke. If you are in New York, make sure you're smoking lab tested California branded weed.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. oh my goodness, you guys, you guys, you guys. You guys. Jeez. But coming up next, what we got next? Yes, coming up next, she is our purple-haired princess. That's right, it is Miss Nicole Bouffant, who is. Why am I not finding this? Oh my goodness! Here we go. She's a patient, a plant medicine advocate, and founder of Purple Plant Magic. She's also on Power 88 Las Vegas every Wednesday morning. It is none other than thee. Mrs. Nicole Buffon, oh, And the crowd wild. Yes.
3: <laughs> thank you so much for that introduction. I appreciate it. My story today, um, Sam is coming out of Oklahoma. We saw this coming. Um, Politico today says, um, quotes, people just can't pay their bills. Oklahoma's wild marijuana market is about to shrivel. We knew this was coming. Um, So it started uh, about a year ago when they passed new legislation, but the world's wildest weed market, which at its peak had nearly 14,000 licensed medical marijuana businesses, has been steadily shrinking since Oklahoma voters overwhelmingly rejected a recreational legalization referendum in March. Heightened enforcement by state regulators and law enforcement is pushing some businesses to shut down others are simply realizing that Oklahoma is producing so much weed, a staggering 64 times the volume needed to serve the state's medical patients according to a recent study, that it's impossible to make any money. At the same time, the potential customer base is shrinking. There are just under 350,000 people enrolled in the medical program, down from a peak of more than 385,000. Oklahoma has been has become a cautionary tale over the past 5 years for the country's experiment with marijuana legalization. Many of the problems that have plagued fledgling markets across the country are magnified in the staunchly conservative state. The unlikely boom market has been sullied by dozens of raids and illegal cultivation sites, on illegal cultivation sites, rampant diversion of products like the illicit market into the illicit market, allegations of human trafficking and grisly crimes, including a quadruple murder of Chinese nationals at a weed farm last November. Republican State Representative Scott Fett-Gatter, Fettgatter, um we met with him in Oklahoma two years ago, who has worked extensively on cannabis policy, said the blowback is so severe among his fellow lawmakers and constituents that he doesn't see any point in introducing legislation seeking to boost the medical market and help struggling business owners. The next big shakeup of the weed industry is poised to land on October 31st. That's when all businesses, there were 10,278 as of October 2nd, must renew their licenses with the Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. For the first time since the medical market launched five years ago, OBN is requiring that businesses provide proof that they have a valid certificate of occupancy for their facilities. OBN officials say they were spurred to toughen enforcement due to at least 10 fires at marijuana manufacturing facilities since 2021. In one incident, 10,000 acres of land was set ablaze, prompting the mobilization of the National Guard to combat the fire. On two different occasions, OBN agents were present when fires ignited at marijuana grow facilities. Even though the requirement to have a certificate of occupancy isn't new, there's widespread agreement that many weed businesses aren't compliant and won't be able to renew their licenses. Many people in the marijuana industry didn't do their due diligence, and they should have known better, Fettgetter said. If you start a business, you should know all the guidelines. There's not a lot of people who are trying to be the Louis Vuitton of the weed industry, Henderson said, another advocate. Most people want to be Walmart. (laughs) Most people are going for quantity over quality. Many industry officials express optimism that the worst financial struggles are now in the past, with prices starting to inch up in recent months. The expectation is that promising trend will continue as scores of additional businesses collapse in the coming months. Um, I just find this um, interesting. It was just a matter of time. Um, I, you know, my experience in, in Oklahoma, um, going there to um, for CannaCon, um that was there uh, two years ago, the, my experience was, you know, people were walking around growth facilities without any PPE on, without anything on their feet touching plants um the this is before they had any seed to sale software they were not using metric i don't understand how you can have a regulated industry and you can't track where everything goes it didn't make any sense to me so i knew that when they had when they denied adult use um legalization um this year and that they were going to minimize the amount of of licenses by making sure people were in compliance and they did that when they introduced metric last summer, there were a lot of people that couldn't keep up and be in compliance. And now there's gonna be another wave um, to make sure that it makes sense. You can't have 30 dispensaries in on one street and expect to serve patients in that community. You're not serving an adult use market. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, we're just gonna watch and see how it now implodes on itself. Um, sorry, shout out to all your Oklahoma small operators there. I, I know it's been a struggle. You've been struggling for a couple of years. Um, but they're it's they're on a path to to get rid of you. Um, so if you're not in compliance, you don't have the money to stay in business because nobody's buying any product, um, then we wish you the best of luck. I'm sorry you got wrapped up in this um, Oklahoma Wild Wild West ideology of, of of it being the, I don't know, new cannabis uh, Oklahoma. Toklahoma is what they called it. Uh, but this is Nicole Buffon reporting for High Night News. Love to hear what my colleagues think about this story out of Toklahoma.
0: Tokola, you know I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised it's taking this long.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hold on. You Oklahoma's remember? Crazy hold on. You remember when beginning. when they, when they were gonna put metric in, and then all the all of the the all the cultivators and manufacturers were like, "Hell no, you're not gonna use metric. That, 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 we're not gonna use it." They were like, yes. really protesting. We don't want to track it. this stuff. Yeah, you guys. Right. Yeah, we're not gonna. None of us are gonna be ready for this. We're not gonna be able to operate like yeah, that. Their Their
4: argument was that their argument was that it wasn't fair that they wanted other options. There wasn't a free market to decide and choose. So you know, it's yeah. I, I, look, look. This is America, after all, guys. Don't be so shocked that Middle America be taking that stance. <coughs> but I,
1: Oklahoma, I, Oklahoma, was I New was York
4: before there, New I, York. I was out there. <laughs> there was out there. I was Still New York. That, Right. And, and yeah. the reality is this occupancy thing, is, this this uh, this uh, occupancy kind of rule that they're going to get people on is like the black and white um, kind of, you know, situation, right? It's a lot of people are out in the cut. They're in the woods, they're in the they're in the country. They have a, you know, a little building they put up there quickly and they can occupy it and do whatever they want. And it's going to take forever for someone to get out there. So, um, you know, when you're in business and you're doing business legally, you have to you have to go through the planning department with the counties, with the cities, with whatever municipality. It sucks. But that's what it takes to get them off your back. So if you haven't already, people out there, um, you know, get an architect, get some engineers, design some plans, submit them with the cities and municipalities and go through the process and uh, get yourself right. And hopefully there'll be uh, minimal cl- collateral damage.
3: The thing is, what happened in Oklahoma initially, they said, okay, it's $1,500 to get a license. Sure, every people were moving from other states. They, they mm-hmm. quoted a guy in the article from Colorado that was like, saw this as a gold rush, as a green rush. And so, 25. but then they started, then they, then they changed the rules. Um, the, o- the OBN changed the rules and said, we're going to now base your licensing fees based on how much you're growing. Not on, okay, every year it's going to be the same fee. They changed it up on a midway and was like, oh, okay, now we're going to charge yeah. you based on how
4: much you're because, growing. But that's because foot. you grow a 100-acre farm with the same $1,500 license as you could exactly. a 10,000 square foot grow. So, you
3: know, <laughs> that, they... Exactly is what i'm saying that would have given people more of a more of a reasonable idea of what it was going to be to be operational in the state of oklahoma the greedy politicians and regulators in oklahoma saw a boom for themselves how much money did they make by issuing out 14 000 licenses 14 000 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's more than any other state
0: yeah. They needed that
1: bread yeah, girl I, I remember i remember when they first when they we first uh, came out we did that we we did we did the math on the first round of licenses that came out and it looked eerily like a 10 million dollar pet project of some politician because yep. the amount of licenses that they
4: put and, out and exactly. they're complicit and they're complicit right they wanted it to be the new cali and they wanted it to become this this situation so yeah i mean everybody's you know th- this is this wasn't like a like a surprise you know to even the politicians <laughs> No. Twenty-one it's, it's million dollars in just licensing. This,
1: last, this, last, this long before that, everybody's like, oh, it's creatoring, it's creating. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah. like, it was, it was built like this. It was designed to, to, to fail from the that. beginning.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So sorry, guys. I you hope you hope stepped we... into the wrong pothole. You stepped into the wrong gold mine.
0: Yeah. yeah. I guess what?
3: Gold's gone. Dried up.
2: Oh man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fourteen thousand licenses is just too many. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just too many. Easy. Uh, servicing
3: and 50,000 patients like 14,000 is too many for new york of
2: course it's
4: too many for oklahoma. <laughs> uh, how many patients did you say nicole because they have like 350,000 i thought like 400 yeah, yeah, like,
2: 350,000 okay. yeah, yeah.
0: you're part. telling me that the entire population of oklahoma is a patient They're
4: all medical patients uh i mean i mean absolutely oh, i mean so. i mean Absolutely. They're all patients. They're, they're oh, definitely. They're, they're all big medical big patients. Cause it's, cause it's yeah, Just
0: by going and getting an Oklahoma driver's license automatically entitles you to being a patient in the state of Oklahoma, apparently. That's are you an organ patient. donor? No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on that, we're going go to go to a commercial. Yeah, we're going to go to a commercial and we're going to be right back.
3: Relying on 25 years of commercial hydroponic experience, King Solomon Nutrients has engineered the best liquid and dry fertilizer products for cannabis that preserves the crop, the soil, and the environment. Through relentless passion, research, and innovation, King Solomon has developed simplified cannabis crop nutrition you can trust. It was created for farmers, by farmers. Don't mess
1: around, try The Crown.
0: Oh, yeah. But uh, to be fair... Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, coming, that's right. Whatever you're doing, make sure you hit that like button. Also, too, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. And all of the articles and stories that we cover on today's show, you can find on our website at www.hiat9news.com. Also, one
4: quick note. Happy Halloween. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Saman Razani, coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck, smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out.
1: <laughs> Ain't no money to be made out in California. Oh,
0: hey, we're back. Right here. <laughs> right. We're back. We're back. Yeah.
1: Up yeah. next. This 15 year industry vet's and award-winning solvent extraction pioneer currently focused on helping menopausal women say hello once again. Hello. Hello, hello. hello.
2: (laughs) And the crowd goes wild.
4: They go crazy. My dogs are going crazy too. All right, we'll see how long that lasts. All right, today we have a story out of the Midwest, not Oklahoma, though. Our other O, favorite O state, Ohio. This one from the Tribune Chronicle. The marijuana backers outraised opponents. <clears throat> the organization backing the state issue to legalize recreational marijuana for use by adults in Ohio outraised the opposition group by more than a three to one margin. But the money raised for the issue pales in comparison to what was collected for the abortion rights constitutional amendment, the other state issue on the November 7 ballot. In the the pre-general election reporting period, which goes on from June 3rd to October 18th, the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, which is backing the recreational marijuana issue, raised $1,186,731.80. Of that amount, the Marijuana Policy Project of Washington, D.C. organization gave $275,000. The the policy project is the largest organization in the country focused on marijuana policy reform. The coalition collected nearly $800,000 from statewide marijuana companies for those affiliated and those affiliated with those companies in the pre general period. The coalition also received $152,191 in-kind contributions from Ohio Organization Collaborative, the Ohio Organizing Collaborative. Sorry, located in Youngstown, for employee salaries, contractors, and consultants, and for campaign supplies and literature. <clears throat> the Ohio Organizing Collaborative's mission includes economic justice, criminal justice reform, which includes drug policy reform, and structural democracy reform, according to its website. During the pre general period, the coalition spent $818,389.23 with six hundred thousand three hundred seventy eight dollars and ninety cents going to a cambridge communications llc of columbus for digital advertising consulting campaign literature and yard signs it also paid sixty thousand dollars to battleground strategies llc of columbus for consulting in its previous report which included the first six months of the year the coalition raised two million nine hundred fifty seven dollar uh, I'm sorry, $2,957,000 um, with the marijuana policy project, giving $101,375,000, uh, giving it away. <clears throat> it spent $3,031,078 during the first half of the year, with $3,006,250 going to Advanced Micro Testing Incorporated of Dallas to collect signatures on petitions to get the issue on the ballot. <clears throat> Neither the coalition nor the opposition group Protect Ohio Workers and Families listed purchasing times for television or radio commercials, which are typically among the highest expenses for statewide campaigns. Protect Ohio didn't file a designation of tre- of treasurer with the Ohio Secretary of State's office until August 9th. It reported raising $342,900 In the pre general election period, with 101,000 from the Ohio Manufacturers Association and 100 from Angela Phillips, CEO of Phillips Tubes Group Incorporated in Middletown. Protect Ohio spent $230,258.77 with $68,000 to Causeway Solutions LLC of Materi, Louisiana for data and research services $47,149 to Majority Strategies of Dallas for public communications and $33,000 to Castletown Media of Lake Forest Park, Maryland for video production. In comparison, Ohio's Ohioans uh, United for Reproductive Rights, the backers of the abortion rights amendment raised $28,743,897.38 $28,743,897.38 and spent $26,222,260 in the pre- in pre-general reporting period. Wow, that is a lot of money for abortion rights comparatively. Protect Women Ohio, which opposes the constitutional amendment, raised forty thousand and forty-eight nine dollars and spent $9,100,000 in the pre-general period the recreational marijuana proposal known as issue two would allow these adults to buy and possess 2.5 ounces of cannabis and 15 grams of concentrate they could also grow up to six plants individually and no more uh, than 12 in a household with multiple adults the recreational marijuana proposal in ohio is an initiative statute and not a constitutional amendment unlike issue one the rights the abortion rights proposal that means if issue two passes, the Republican controlled legislature could make change to it. Recreational marijuana is legal in 23 states in the country. Allowable forms of marijuana to be sold if the issue passes include plants and seeds, extracts, drops, lozenges, oils, tinctures, edibles, patches, smoking or combustible product, vaporization, beverage, pills, capsule suppositories, oral pouches, oral strips oral and topical sprays, salves, lotions, and inhale and inhales, but I'm sure they meant inhalables. Um, and that is the story. And this was, yeah, a lot about uh, more about the money that that they were raising and what they were spending it on, which is pretty interesting. But it, it you know, going to show that people are getting really serious. That is, uh, you know, 800K from the uh, Ohio operators is quite a bit of money for them, I'm sure. Maybe not a ton, but I mean, that's a, that's, quite a bit. And maybe it's going to affect, you know, this, uh, this vote somehow. So let's see how that goes. But, you know, guys, what do you think? I mean, what do you think of these numbers? What do you think of, of the money um, in these kinds of campaigns? Do you think it, do you think it impacts the issue uh, more than it does like an issue like abortion rights, which, you know, definitely has a a little more of an impact on, on, um, on people and the way they vote? I'd love to hear from you guys.
2: Well, I, I find it interesting that they're comparing the two—the cannabis uh, raise to abortion raising money, right? I mean, are they only doing that because they're the two things on the ballot? Are those the only two I think, things? I
0: think that is part of the reason why, Todd. I would, I would, I would, I, w- I would beg to to, to 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 assume that at least. But uh, eight hundred thousand dollars. Do we know how much of this money is came from Nick Lachey? Aha, wow! because <laughs> yeah. that—that's well, the half question i think we need a freedom of information act to find out how much money of this came from nick lachey i don't know man
1: from from the lost uh, 98 degrees money and um big shout out to nick lachey big shout out to john boehner <laughs> and everybody else swagging in ohio definitely right? swagging. swagging like how, how, how realistic is, is it that, that, this, that this will actually pass um uh versus it getting vetoed because the the government does, just doesn't want it.
0: Well, I, I yeah, mean I think I think it's important for period. it to pass. It's important for it to pass. Ohio's a battleground state. It's a, you know what I mean, it's it, it, it sways a lot of uh, it's a very very important state in an electoral college election. I'll just say that.
1: What's, what what's your homeboy JD Pritzker thinking? JD about this? Or,
0: or, or, You're thinking of JD Vance. JD, you're confusing. You got all the, too many JD JDs Vance. going on up in your head. You know what I mean? I'm JB. Remember JD. that. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. I just want
4: to give a shout out to Ohio. I mean, they have a lot. Um, they have a a lot of thinking on this to do. I mean, let's flip the let's flip the question. Is it is it good for the operators there um, if this changes to adult use? Yeah. Um, or should they stay medical for as long as possible?
0: No, they should not.
2: It's great for the operators. Yeah, you know? they
0: they they should they, they should want to get adult use over there. I I would sure. think. You know what I mean? Hopefully, the, hopefully, Whoa. hopefully, it's written in there that they can actually sell eighths now instead of having to sell tenths
1: will Ohio turn into the new
0: <laughs> Oklahoma. Oh, no, they're selling no tents. Yeah, they sell tents. Yeah. They're not allowed to sell eights. They sell it in tenths. So it's like 2.3 grams when you when when you buy it. Yeah. Right. Weird. What? Yeah. Yeah, that Nicole, so I'm weird. not I'm not making um, this up. This is this is truth. Can we fact? Are they on a reciprocity yeah. in no. Ohio? No. 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 They might they might have medical reciprocity. They might have. They something. don't have no medical reciprocity in Ohio. Stop it. They might. They no, might. No, no, no. That's zero chance. Oklahoma of does. Uh, of course, Oklahoma does. Oklahoma has everything. No, there <laughs> are.
3: City some... <laughs> process though mean? is like two weeks. It requires like you can't just come in saying you can't day, compare like, you can any state
0: in... to Oklahoma yeah. because Oklahoma is is the loosest Sorry. state of any loose state in the world. It's looser than New York.
1: Loosey goosey.
0: Yeah. In all ohio, right ohio, they're
1: the, maybe they're maybe they're striving to become the midwest oklahoma the, the new yeah, york of the
0: midwest
2: like
0: hey,
3: what do you the mean what's that
4: what's that marijuana? nicole
0: that's, my.
3: the it does it looks like the abortion amendment and legalizing mm-hmm. marijuana are the only two things on the ballot yeah like, that's that's the only that's thing that, that I, I see yeah that's crazy that's
0: all the
1: ohio you know mm-hmm. uh, because michigan so. is popping illinois yep. is popping Indiana yeah. is, they, Yeah. Ohio. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: well, if you get an abortion, you should need a joint afterwards, right? Just to relax and about yourself again. And on that, we're going to go to a I commercial. We're going to be right back.
1: I, I, I
2: can...
0: I'm Jason Beck, and this is Smokey Vanilla. And if you want to feel as good as I look, then you need to get yourself a stretch and smoke with Smoky Vanilla. That's right, baby. I'm Smoky Vanilla
2: with my background in kinesiology. I'm a sports massage therapist and stretch coach. I focus mostly on athletes who have chronic pain or injury due to their sport, or the legends of the chronic
0: in the game, baby. Oh, uh, yeah, you know what it is. We just stretched and now we're gonna smoke, cause you know what it is. That's right. I love intuitively creating a session
2: based on the individual I'm working with. We'll go through a few assessments, look at the past health history, injury, or anything that's still affecting you today, and create a customized session just for you. Let's go. Yay.
4: But
0: we're uh, trying, to do that. and we're back. And we are gonna roll right into Mr. Todd Dankin. He is the founder of that's right, Digipath Labs. He's also the creator of the Smuggleverse, which is an online platform for you to smuggle your verse through the NFT zone of Digital Dank. That's right, it is the voice himself, Mr. Todd Dankin.
2: Thank you very, very much, Mr. Beck. I got some science news today out of New Scientist. And uh, the title is Why Cannabis Smells Like Skunk and How That Could Soon Change. Researchers recently identified the chemical source of marijuana's distinctive scent. Finding could help lead to less pungent pot or strains with new flavors. Love it or loathe it, marijuana scent is certainly distinct. Just ask the professional tennis players at the 2023 U.S. Open who voiced discomfort about the pungent pot smell drifting into the outdoor courts from nearby park in Queens. Alexander Sverev described one court to the Associated Press as smelling like Snoop Dogg's living room. Like he's ever been to Snoop Dogg's living room. A whiff of weed has become increasingly familiar across much of the U.S. following a wave of state-level legalization, in Santa Barbara County, home to more licensed cannabis growers than any other county in California, residents and business owners have intensified complaints about the associated stench in recent years. But what is it that actually gives marijuana its smell? Scientists had long assumed that weed's dominant odors mainly involve naturally occurring chemical compounds called terpenes. It also determined the psychoactive and medicinal properties of marijuana. But these form the underlying canvas for a cannabis strain's overall scent rather than providing the most unique and standout smells. Two independent research groups recently discovered a different type of chemical playing the starring role in marijuana's distinctly skunky scent: volatile sulfur, sulfur compounds known as thiols that contain a molecule called, this is going to be a tough one, called 3-methyl-2N1YL also known as 321 MBT. In Oswald at Abstracts Tech, a cannabis research and development company in California said, growers might have this issue of stinking up the town, or if you have some cannabis and you're in an apartment next to your neighbor, they might be able to smell it. It is these theoles for sure that are off grassing from the flower itself same 321 MBP molecule is responsible for the skunky smell that occurs in beer packaged in clear bottles after it has been exposed to sunlight, says Don Wright at Don Wright & Associates, an odor monitoring and control consultancy in Texas. He also cited the molecule's contribution to the characteristic smell of musky spray from mammalian skunks, which they produce when they are threatened. Wright and his colleagues discovered 321 MBP's role by focusing on the smallest possible group of chemicals that match the odor characteristic of downwind smells for cannabis, while still being detectable to the human nose at greater distances. Explained how the molecule was previously overlooked because it exists at very low concentrations compared to other chemicals such as terpenes. Historically, odor problems investigations have looked at the biggest players, the highest concentration compounds, says Wright, but it's the rule, rather than the exception, that the problems are carried in the very trace-level compounds bur- buried in this overwhelming forest. Meanwhile, Oswald and his colleagues performed a more data-driven intensive analysis of the many chemical compounds that contribute to the different scent profiles in cannabis. This approach similarly identified 321-MBT as the main culprit behind the straight, skunky smell of popular cannabis strains, such as OG Kush and the researchers used an indoor greenhouse experiment to show that the concentrations of volatile sulfur compounds containing 321 MBT increase significantly during the last flowering stage of cannabis plants. Other chemicals present in similarly low concentrations can create different aroma arrangements in cannabis. Oswald's group identified tropical volatile sulfur, sulfur, Compounds that combine with the skunky scent to provide a sweeter scent for cannabis strains, such as Tangi mimosa and papaya peach. The researchers also highlighted the chemical compound scatol, most infamously found in human feces, as helping to create a savory garlic note for some cannabis strains when mixed with the skunky odor. Many people would probably say they don't like it, says Oswald, but people who consume cannabis... Are looking for the most potent of whatever the aroma is oswald in abstract tech hopes to help the cannabis industry use the latest science of smell to selectively breed cannabis strains for specific odor profiles growers could potentially breed out the skunkiest odors that are the source of some community's complaints cannabis says right at Bayer scientific and air quality equipment manufacturer and research firm in indiana William Vizute has already helped his company to engineer filtration equipment to capture skunky scents before they leave the site of cannabis farms. As one of Wright's research colleagues, he sees much more work to be done regarding the origins of various cannabis scents. I would be surprised, given the hundreds of strains that are out there, that there would be more molecules out there being emitted that we have not identified yet, says Vizute. I personally like the smell of weed in the morning. It smells like... I'm Todd Dankin with I, and I News. What do you guys think about this cannabis smell?
4: Oh yeah, scatol. That's my favorite. Scatol is my favorite new one. Scat, yeah, like, like animals. Scat. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, 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 but but, but <laughs> like, and just cue scat, man. Right. Right. Yeah.
3: I, think I like the tropical smoke smell. What's that? That would be my favorite.
4: Your favorites of tropical?
3: I would like the tropical funk smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, okay, so so this 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 chemical that is that is also found and, and and responsible for the smell. Um, does it say like does it burn off at a certain temperature? Like you know what temperature terpenes burn on? does it does it fall off like the acid compound does when you are, when you cure it for a certain amount of time or what does,
2: what? Yeah. Does it the, any of- the article doesn't mention that, but I'm sure it does because all compounds burn off, uh, you know, eventually when you're, you know, put a piece of some fire to it. Right. Oh, so, well, not um, right. You know, I'm does. sure that it does have some sort of, uh, you know, known temperature where it, it goes away, but um, it's hard to make it go away. I mean, pot smells, I mean, and like i mentioned i like the smell of pot you know it's it smells, good, <laughs> to me, yeah, right? sure. it smells good to me yeah it's good to me and when i smell it out in the world like i said it smells like a victory moment right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly somebody else is smoking weed exactly. it's not me yeah. and you look around you're like what the fuck and let me get some of that right
4: mm-hmm. no right to answer your question <laughs> Nicole, yes styles Definitely have a boiling point, and they're generally like pretty low. Like, so I
2: I think it's interesting. 321 MBT is the uh, chemical compound that is overtaking uh, very rich uh, terpenes. Who
0: knew? Mm -hmm.
3: Wow. Wow!
0: Wow, wow! Amazing. Wow, find wow, out something wow. new about
3: this plant all the time, and it just blows your mind. I mean, and now, now I want to know what are the medical and therapeutic effects of these compounds? Like, how do they contribute? Well, to I think I think we already know heal. that.
0: I think we already know that, well, we, we Nicole. Know that we yet. just know what
4: to call yeah, it. Yeah, this. We, we know that. We right. definitely have an right. idea of that, and that that's part of the whole composition of like the entourage, right? So mm-hmm. the terpenes right. are not just terpenes; they're. All of these flavorants as well, and all these esters and phenolic acids and things like that. So, um, you know, it's they're They all are part of that categorization of the of the cannabinoid cultivar right because there's terpenes and cannabinoids that will make up this gradient of each of these different um, types of cannabis and that's how we're you know we're identifying them is through the chemicals and so this is just looking deeper so imagine we just have a really like we have a really magnified lens now to look deeper into those into those really already small components of this plant that make up this composition. so you're like you know, you now have a two-dimensional view instead of a one-dimensional view, and that's where where we're getting the data from. That's coming from instrumentation, as Todd knows very well. This is uh this is done through tandem mass spectrometry. So like they have a um you know a liquid chromatograph um or, that's being like analyzed through this mass spec, and it's uh, has another mass spec attached to it. So you're not getting just the just the just the really um fine peaks of all of this information coming through through the data but you're getting the depth of those things to see how deep they go and how much of an impact they have on that experience so this is cool stuff i mean you know abstracts is doing cool stuff with the science they've been doing it for a few years now and really have like you know analyzed you know many of these cultivars but you know I think that what's 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 interesting about what this article is talking about is, um, you know, how they're going to be able to mitigate those things in the future for like olfactory, you know, like, if you have a problem with odor abatement in your city and you can't certain cannabinoids that you're growing. Well, you can analyze those um, you know plants and those cultivars now and see what has the. Um, you know the nuisance kind of effect, and you don't have to grow those strains, or that could be a thing, and that's that's an interesting part of this because the implications coming down the line um, are, you know, they could potentially include like certain strains you can and can't grow in certain municipalities. So I, I mean, you know, there's problems with that everywhere. Um, we'll see how that affects, you know, policy.
0: and and speaking of this sweet sweet skunky smell which i personally love and i don't understand why they would even want to get rid of it but i know right yeah it's crazy to me but whatever whatever you know i don't understand this new generation a lot anyway but who cares because a
2: typical flower has you know usually less than two or three percent terpenes and it's interesting though how this little tiny itty bitty molecule is even smaller than that Mm-hmm. and causes that skunky smell
0: and now we know what mm-hmm. to call it thank you so much for that todd
2: yeah, but of course,
0: yeah. i'm gonna tell you speaking of this sweet skunky smell all right i'm gonna tell you where to party this halloween okay are you guys ready for this despite ready or maybe because of the woes of the world right now the need to escape this halloween is palatable Becoming someone else with an outlandish, sexier, scary costume and drinking, dancing and smoking and prancing with other L.A. creatures of the night is what it's all about. Halloween 2023 has a lot to choose from, too. With the holiday on a Tuesday this year, the mayhem begins now. And for a read, this is out of Los Angeles Magazine. And so, the biggest street rager in town is back. After a three-year hiatus, Santa Monica Boulevard is once again closed off the city's Halloween carnival. It's free to attend and will take place from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. on a one-mile stretch between North Doheny Drive and North La Cienega Boulevard. There will be a stage at the intersection of Santa Monica Boulevard and San Vicente Boulevard with live DJs, food trucks, and of course, some of the city's most creative and outlandish costumes you'll see anywhere. It's also going to be the highest Halloween ever in the area as the first licensed cannabis experience takes place in the Emerald Village. The area near West Hollywood's dispensaries and the artistry's consumption lounge and other consumption lounges in West Hollywood brings you the harvest hunt runs from 6 p.m to midnight taking over a block of a, a block adjacent to the main carnival cannabis cocktails munchies and more a drag show hosted by Jasmine masters of Rupaul's drag race and much more scheduled for the 21 plus event and this is the first time the city of West Hollywood has ever, Invited the cannabis industry to participate. We received our permit uh, late last night, and this is going to be one hell of a jam. And Hyatt 9 News is going to bring it to you live with a live New Year's Eve style commentary show of the drag queen performance and the costume contest all within the cannabis area in the Emerald Village tonight, Halloween 2023. Be there or be square.
2: Make sure you keep the kids away from the, uh, you know, from the entertainers. Well, I,
0: I, I'm worried because Kiva is going to be there. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> oh, with drag show uh, uh, folks there and mm-hmm. Kiva there. Oh, don't
0: bring Man, your kids. It is. It is going to be. It is going to be a doozy, that's for sure. So we look forward <laughs> to seeing everyone there. I hope everyone. Hope to see everyone there, and uh, no matter where you are, make sure you have a safe and sane Halloween and all of that good stuff. But thank you all for joining us and getting high at 9 with us every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific and high noon on the East Coast. Big thank you to our audience, supporters for tuning in daily and listening to the insanity that is the developing cannabis industry. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and thank you to you, Saman, Todd, Rico, and Nicole. For coming on and joining us today. And thank you all for tuning in. It is America's number one daily cannabis news show, High 9 News. <music>